what up what up what up this is jabs jabs media podcast welcome to jabs world i am your host today jojo come on in take a load off let's get acquainted or reacquainted it's all about self-care awareness up in here that's what we are about self-care is not selfish it's a well-deserved, quote-unquote, meantime. Be intentional. Be deliberate. For your mental, physical, and emotional well-being is dependent on you. And remember, this is a self-love zone. Today, we're going to talk about cultivating compassion for yourself and for others. Yes, this is another continuation of self Compassion, something that's well-deserved, something that should be practiced, something we should do. Cultivating compassion for self and for others. How can we be compassionate towards ourselves and others? Compassion is a quality that most of us strive for and find admirable in others. Yet we don't seem to view self-compassion in the same way. Why is this? I wonder why. And how can we be compassionate towards ourselves and others? To answer these questions, let's start by defining compassion and distinguishing it from empathy. Some people do have a tendency of getting compassion and empathy mixed up. It's not the same thing. There is a difference. One comes before the other. Empathy comes before compassion. The word compassion means a suffering with another. This definition has not changed over the years. It is defined as compassion, as a strong feeling or sympathy and sadness for the suffering or bad luck of others and wish to help. You want to help out? You want to caress? You want to comfort? You want to give that person what they need when they're not feeling well. You want to have compassion for people. It's nothing wrong with having compassion for people. In other words, that's a good thing. Because we are all human. We all go through things. We all need an uplift. And we all need to know there's a, b- a brighter day. We all need to know that this is not the end of the road. We all need that. Even if you get it for yourself and you got someone to say it. It's still, it to me sometimes it's a little bit even more greater feeling when someone out the blue who you don't know comes up and gives you compassion and be compassionate for you and give you words to help you make it through that next moment or that next minute or that next day and then walk away and you never see that person ever again and you think about you think back and you're sitting down one day and you say I remember I don't know I guess it's about two or three years ago when I was going through some things And I was standing in the store and I was not feeling myself. And I just had been going through so much. And this lady walked up to me I had never seen before in my life. And she just started being considerate and having empathy for me. Didn't know me from nobody. 
didn't know me at all, didn't know where I was from, where I was going, didn't even really know why I was feeling the way I was feeling. But that human side of her knew that I was having one of them moments. And she walked up to me, and she put her hand on my shoulder, and she took my hand, and she gave me comfort in words to let me know. No, things may not be the way you want it to be, but thank God they're not what they could be. And also thank God that it will get better. And this is just happening today. This won't be the same tomorrow. It can be better by tomorrow. Those encouraging words to let me know that I can give you whatever you need to keep you going. And I don't have to see you every day. I don't have to know you. All I need to do is let you know that I just need to let you know that there's a brighter side somewhere that things are going to get better. And that's all I have to tell you about that. It's because sometimes that's all we need to know. We just need to have them, them few words to know this is what's going to come from this. Just a few comforting words. That's all we need. Then we go to compassion versus empathy. The word compassion means a suffering. We already figured that out. Then the next is called the four part we need to identify before we go through the process of compassion. That's concerned. It's called noticing what others are suffering. This woman knew from afar when she saw my face. She didn't know me, but she knew from afar that it looked, even though she didn't know me, she knew that it was something going on. That I wasn't looking like I was happy or I or, or, or upset. And that was a concern there for, for me. Then you have a sense of the suffering. Try to figure out why this is going on. Then that's when it come, come empathetic, being empathetic. Feeling empathetic concern for suffering. You know that there's suffering going on. You know that is something that don't look like it fits me or who I am. You can tell by um, my face or the way I carry myself or my body. That is some type of suffering going on. Then you have acting to alleviate that suffering. That comes next. What is it that you have to do? What is it you're going to say? How are you going to approach that person to help alleviate? Now, if this person, if you don't know this person, and if you never saw this ever before, and you don't know what's going on. You don't have to know all that. All you need to know is. Because like I always say. We are all human. And that's what we all have in contact. Have in, co in common. You know how you would like to feel. If you was going through this. You would like. You know what you would want someone to say to you. And that's all you got to do. You just got to know that. 
you got to have the right words to tell this person. You got to know what words, how to look at the person, how to give them what they need. You don't have to know the person to know this. All you got to do is be human. All you need is that human contact. Human contact, that's it. That's all you have to have in common. And since you know you have that, you know you'll be able to give that that person that you've never seen before, you'll be able to give them what they need to go on. And you're not trying to give them enough to, to make them get through the rest of the day or the rest of their life. Just something that'll give them through that moment. That's all you I do remember one time personally I was going through some things in my life. And I was sitting and I was, and I'm not the type of person that just cry because I'm not a, shall I say, a crier. <laughs> and I was sitting there and I was going through so much in my life around that time. And I was at work and I was sitting down and no one was in there. And so I sat down on the floor right there by where, in the back where I was at. And I was just sitting there and I started crying. Now, how I was feeling was very noticeable because there were tears. But that definitely was not the type of person I was. And this was a side that this person had ever seen. She was aware that I was going through some trying things at that time in my life. She didn't know what it was, but she knew that I was going through some things. She also knew that I'd been, you know, handling it. And I'd been doing pretty good. But that particular day, I just had like a temporary cry out. And she walked up to me and she said, Jojo, are you okay? I said, I looked at her. I saw the concern in her eyes. And I said to her, no, I'm not, but I will be. That's just a release that you need sometime. She said, okay, if you don't, I don't know what to say. I don't know what you're going through, but I can tell that you're going through some things. Because this is just not you. And that's okay. If you don't mind, he says, I'm going to sit here right next to you. I won't say anything. I won't do anything. I'm just going to sit to let you know that I'm here for you. And that human contact that she had for me, it helped me. She didn't say a word. She didn't preach. She didn't teach. She didn't sing. She didn't give me scriptures. She didn't give me quotes, the different things of what to do. She didn't give me no advice. She just sat down there on the floor right next to me while I boohooed like a baby. And I probably figure we sat there like 20 minutes. And after I got through, the human side of me wanted to be embarrassed. I got up. I got myself together. She got up and we went on about our lives. And we never spoke of that. That was a compassionate situation. That was a situation of a human compassion. You don't have to say anything all the time. Sometimes just the inside, just the contact is not enough. You can see that compassion starts with empathy. Being 
able to understand another person's feelings and see their perspective and then goes and then it goes one step further to alleviate the suffering this extra action is some of the steps that it takes to separate these two related concepts so, of compassion. When you're looking for compassion, we need someone who is deeply rooted, is able to bend, and most of all, embraces us for our strengths and our struggles. This help, having empathers helps that side. Compassion versus self-compassion. Compassion and self-compassion are defined in the same way, pretty much. The only difference is the focus. Others or ourselves. Unfortunately, when it, unfortunately, when it comes to our own suffering, we seem to raise the bar much, much higher. Instead of responding to difficulties, with kindness and acceptance, we become self-critical or we hide our feelings because we think others will think we're weak and incompetent. At there, and when she was there for me, and she said a word, I felt the empathy. I could tell that she was feeling me and she knew where I was. And she didn't have to know what's going on. You don't have to know what a person is going through when you can tell they're going through and going through something you're passionate. You know, anybody who wants to know all the details and find out why this happened and who said this and why that happened, and they're not being uh, uh, genuine. They just want to get into your business. And you don't have to ask that person that question because nine times out of ten, you're going to baby feel it. And it's going to come out. Being compassionate with others or yourself, it should come natural. That's something that should be natural for you. You tell the person what you're going through in order for them be, to be passionate for you. You don't have to go that route. The only difference between the... Uh, Compassion and self-compassion is others, it's the focus. It's either focus on others or focus on ourselves. Unfortunately, like I said, when it comes to our own suffering, we seem to raise the bar much, much higher. Instead of responding to difficulties with kindness and acceptance, we become self-critical. That's a stuff that's not good. Or feelings because we think others would think that we're weak and incompetent. No, we're not weak. No, we're not incompetent. But we are human. And we are imperfect. Nobody's perfect. We can chase perfect all day and all night, and I guarantee you, you'll never get it. But it's okay to chase it. It's okay to strive for it. But it's not okay to think that you are that. What you got to do is cultivate the compassion for yourself. You know, cultivate it uh, like in a garden, you plant the seed. Then after you plant the seed, then you add the water. Then after you add the water, you got to pluck the little weeds. Then after you pluck the weeds, you got to add more water. 
Then you got to make sure it's sun. That's just something that goes on. You're cultivating that dirt and that ground every day. You got to do something every day to cultivate it to make it better. And that's what it does. With That's what compassion is for ourselves. It is much more difficult for us to cultivate, for us to uh, be more compassionate to ourselves than we are to others. Having self-compassion, it doesn't mean you're going to become complacent and give up on your goals. Instead, self-compassion is about noticing you're suffering. I see I'm suffering. Not judging. Not judging the flaws. Not looking at the mistakes. Not looking at failures. But you're recognizing that you're not alone in your experience and taking compassion Actions and taking compassionate actions to alleviate your pain. That's how cultivating compassion for yourself does. You recognize what's going on. You know what's going on. All you got to do now is figure out how to get past that. How to be compassionate to your inner self. That's all you have to do. When you get to a point where you don't know how you're feeling... Always say, write a journal, get a journal. Write it down in a journal. And you'll know, teach yourself to be more compassionate to yourself. Because in the long run, you're going to win. Because if you can be compassionate to yourself, then you can be compassionate to others. And isn't that what we all here for? For each other? Isn't that what the human side is? That's what brings us all together. The fact that we are human. Cultivating compassion for others. You can cultivate compassion for others by strengthening your capacity to apply each one of these things separately that we just discussed. Then you have to know how to balance compassion for self and for others. Compassion and self-compassion don't always go together. For instance, you may love in a partner devoted parent, caring friend, and generous colleague. Yet the kindness you provide for others doesn't extend to yourself. Why is that? Taking time out for yourself, that is not selfish. Taking time for yourself is self-awareness. It allows you to be reflective and recharge so that others can get experience, get to experience <clears throat> the best version of you and get to see that more often. You will not get to the best version of you if you don't practice these things. You have to practice these. You have to practice self-compassion. You have to be concerned with yourself. You have to love yourself. You have to be aware of self-care awareness. That's not selfish. That's me time. That's intentional time spent for me. That's deliberate time spent on me. That's being conscious of who I am and what I need for myself. I can't be there for you to give you everything that you need if I can't do it for myself. It don't work like that. It never have and it never will. Know how to show yourself some compassion. And in the long run, 
And at the end of the day, and when it's all said and done, I guarantee you'll be a better person. Be compassionate. I guarantee you that woman who sat on the side of me for 20 minutes while I cried and she didn't say a word to me and I didn't hear that repeated nowhere in the job. I know she has to be a compassionate person. And I know she has to be compassionate to herself. You got to give yourself what it needs first before you can give it to anybody else. It is no way she could have been that compassionate with me and not with herself. You got to know that. You got to know yourself. For your mental, physical, and your emotional well-being, it depends on you. That's the only way that you can be the best you. It allows you to be reflective and recharge so that other people can get to experience the best version that you are. And they get to see it more often, not every once in a while. That's the best thing about this. That they get to see it more. Yes, so I'm out of here. Time for JoJo to go. Really appreciate you guys, like I said, sharing with me. But before I go, I want to let you know that here at Jeb's, at Jeb's Media Podcast, we get paid. That's right. We get paid $1 per show. And you also can be a part of that. You heard right. $1 per show. So if you have something to say and you want to talk about and tell the people about, just drop a line here at jebspodcast at gmail.com. And leave the appropriate information. And always remember, self-care awareness where information is my pleasure. I'm out of here. Peace.